As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We made it through another week. Mm-hmm. If you can believe it, sometimes I can't. And yet, <laughs> it's true. Time is passing. Time is passing. And it's time to do our favorite thing, which is to shout out our amazing patrons. Thank you, patrons. We love you so much. Um, First of all, we have our champions for actors rights. It's uh, just just one person joining the movement this Mm. week, but a movement it is. Mm -hmm. And it is for actors rights. (laughs) Um, Lindsay Knoll, thank you. We love you. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. And we are also welcoming a few new vessel heads who I think might be pretty excited about this week's movie. Uh, but before we get into that, let's say a big thank you to Carol, to Dana Bullinger, to Jenna Richardson, and Heather Turner. Welcome aboard, vessel heads. Welcome it's aboard. It's great to have you. We hope Woo-hoo. we hope you're thrilled about what you're gonna hear about soon. <laughs> and another person who i hope is thrilled i'm thrilled that she joined tony fucking colette's inner circle let me tell you what uh and that's sierra gillett and welcome to the circle sierra welcome uh the circle is is ever expanding ever expanding because we all love tony fucking colette that's why that's why and if you love tony fucking colette Head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW podcast where you can support us. And, you know, we'll talk about Tony Collette a lot. You won't actually be supporting Tony Collette. You'll be supporting us. You will be meeting her as we've always promised. Um, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is something it's we can promise circle. you. It's her inner circle. I mean, come on. And we're at um, we're almost at 100. Patrons. So close. And once we, yeah, we're, we're like so six close. away. So if you want to get in on the ground floor of some bonus episodes you're going to want to join yeah once we hit 100 we're going to start releasing bonus episodes i already have tons of ideas <laughs> oh about God. what episodes we could do wow um including but not limited to hocus pocus mm-hmm. henley's on a mission i fucking want to do hocus pocus <laughs> so please head on over to patreon <laughs> become a patron otherwise so we, i can talk about my favorite we won't movie. let henley watch it Unless we get 100 patrons, she's not allowed to ever watch it again. And she loves it. So don't do that to her. (laughs) Help Henley see Hocus Pocus again. (laughs) And until then, enjoy this week's episode. We love you. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i'm too scared for scary movies i'm henley and i'm also too scared for scary movies me and i like scary movies i like telling my scared friends about them and this is what this podcast is for (laughs) (laughs) it's what we do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) correct now you know If you didn't already and you took a wild guess on a 
brand new fucking random podcast, then hey, this is what we do. What we do. This is what we do. What we also do is say, what's up with us? So what is up with us this week? Okay, you guys. So it's getting a little colder here in New York. It's not that cold yet. So I'm obviously a wuss, but I've already broken out my heating pad. And if Mm. anyone does not use a heating pad, I'm going to tell you right now, it is like (laughs) a game changer. Having a heating pad is honestly the best thing. I think it's my favorite thing I own. It's my favorite thing that I own is my heating pad. (gasps) That's a fun question. Favorite thing you own. A heating pad is a good one. I love my heating pad so much, but I've also recently discovered that I need to set some boundaries with my heating pad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And I'm I'm like, I'm not exaggerating. I need to have some rules around the heating pad. Like, I don't think I can use it on weekdays. Cause like, oh my god, that's, that's really strict. strict. I feel like that's wrong. I okay, convince me otherwise. So you can only be hot on the weekends. <laughs> so here's here's what happens. So first of all, I'm working from home, you get right? Too comfortable. So I'm not going anywhere. I, I once I put the heating pad on me, I like can't get up again. It's so mm. hard to get back. Okay, well, up. what about weeknights? Yeah, I have to, but I I work like later in the night, so it needs to be like maybe like eight p.m. afterwards. I can start using the heating. No pad. heating pad during work hours. No heating pad during work. Like that's just the rule. I think that's the rule now. Yeah. Wow. Do you do where? What are we talking? Is it on your back? Do you sit on it? Do you lay it over your lap? Oh, it's do you, always where is this heating on, it's pad. Always going? on my belly. Always. Okay. Great. Great. I like to move it around. When I'm with, with a heating pad, I like to, to lean against it on my back for a while. And then I'm like, okay, great. Now it's like a little blanket. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Top that was legs. fun. Now it's on my mm-hmm. belly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always have it on my belly. Always. Henry, you need to mix it, just it up. makes my tummy feel good. No. Maybe that's what you... Just trying a new relationship with the heating pad. Mm, no. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> you really considered it and then you gave your uh, your own answer and I respect it and fair. Um, what about you guys? Um, Do you guys use mine? Pad? Is similar. I, you know, you've already mm-hmm. tried to get me to purchase a a Washington based heating pad because I left mine in Los Angeles, and I'm not gonna. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. And I do miss is my bidet, and <laughs> we haven't talked do. about yep, bidets yep, in a yep. bit here. And <laughs> of course, that's now, your favorite thing. Emily, we need to know what your favorite now thing is that next. I have to use a toilet that doesn't have a bidet like, uh, I don't know, a, a big loser. <laughs> it's really unpleasant and I hate it and I just miss it. And Emily, I remember you had bought one and I'm wondering, we never got an update. I feel like it didn't work out for you, did it? I have no update because it is. You're you haven't even attempted. It wasn't that it didn't work out. I haven't. I haven't attempted. I, because I was gonna do. I thought it was gonna be like an easy thing. I could do it. My bathroom, as you know, is now complete, and the one thing it's missing is a bidet. But um, uh, but I got nervous that I was gonna have to like do. I do something with the water line. As soon as I heard water line, I was like, but "You're I'm so out. good I at household stuff. You could do it." I. I believe in oh, you. Oh, thank you. It's not too hard. You just turn the little okay, turn the little main line off. Just the little screw counterclockwise or whatever. But where's the it's screw? It's like the same thing that when your toilet's overflowing, you like turn it off to stop the water running. 
It's that same thing. Oh, the it's in my toilet. Easy peasy. Oh, I could do that. I thought it was like, you know, like a vibe to go outside of the house no, no, and no, like no. turn a thing no, off. No, 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 nothing no, like no, that. No, 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 With no. a bidet okay. attachment? No. Full bidet, no. maybe. Bidet attachment, okay. easy peasy, sponsored easy peasy. by Tushy. Sponsored by Tushy. <laughs> Our list Tushy. of sponsors is just, it's out of control. And real. Yeah, mm-hmm. real. Very, it's real very and real. long. <laughs> yep. Um, one other thing I just wanted to say real quick was a, a quick apology to Toby Hooper. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So it's Tobe. It's Tobe, and that is a name. Tobe in two episodes of films that he directed: Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> and uh, Poltergeist. Um, he, yeah, he died in 2017. So um, I'm sending apologies to him up above apologies to up above well yeah and oh you know we can just think about it like we were on a nickname yeah. basis yeah we call him we call him tobe just we should just call we just call, we him, call tobe. him tobe <laughs> um, really but what's up with laugh. you emily um i bleached my hair yes, she did <gasps> you know this you know this um it looks so good Thank you. It is the it's the only new thing that has happened to me all, all year. Um, and I and it's fu- it's fun. It's weird. I don't think I've ever done such a at least what feels to me like such a drastic appearance change. It feels big. It's not that big. It's just hair. But it like feels I look in the mirror because I, I just did it. I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, like I'm like surprised mm-hmm. every time. And I, my eyes have to adjust. But I just. I just needed I, I gotta you know? say, I'm you already know? used to it because it feels like your hair is meant to look like this. I really love it. I mean, but Emily looks good with, oh, with I every love it hair, too. but I'm really feeling this one. <sighs> Thank you. It was my dream. It was my dream hair that I was always a little bit like, ooh, that would be a big choice. And it would you'd have to like stick with it for a while because it takes it's a whole fucking thing yep. to bleach your hair. So I never did it. But hey, man, it's end times. <laughs> So who cares? Like who gotta have cares? Fun while we can, I don't have to worry about the future at all. There is no future. Um. So go. I just, just I just fucking did it, and it's fine. It. Thank you. I feel very supported. It's very oh, nice. Good. Um. But that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Oh, I guess I'll give a kitten update. Who's like he's so big now. Aww. He's Aww. so big. He's now has the fluffiest tail of any of our cats. <gasps> oh, so he's like part Maine Coon, maybe. I think he's, something. I'm fairly certain he's part Maine Coon. He's getting big. He's a little teenager. He's brave. He's a little teen, so he's a little annoying. He's very loud. He just like makes a lot of noise. Um, <laughs> he finds ways to make a lot of noise. But he's such a sweetie, and I love him so much, and he's just doing so well. And can you believe he just came, walked right into our yard and our lives? And it, it was is, meant to be. It was meant to be. Our sweet boy. Sweet boy. I love him. I love him. He's good. Oh, we should get into this week's movie because it's a long one. <laughs> and it is The Abyss. It came out in 1989, written and directed by James Cameron, starring Ed Harris, Mary Elizabeth <gasps> Mastrantonio, not my Mary Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, not, not that your one. Uh, Michael Bean and Todd Graff, and it is streaming on Amazon, Amazon Prime. And, you know, for mm-hmm. all our listeners out there, you better believe this is a Vessel movie. 
Ooh, big time. Big time vessel movie. Yeah. The theme for this this week's horror was an underwater horror, which because my God, water it's is very so scary. scary. Mm-hmm. It's the scariest. So scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all keeping our fingers crossed that what's that movie? Is it literally called Underwater? Yep, it's called what's that underwater. Movie called? Yes. Underwater. Yes. That Chris and Stewart flick would win because we all wanted to watch it and it lost comically like by a huge margin instantly. Yeah. <laughs> instantly. Nobody cares about that movie. Um, I guess not. So we did. Everyone cares about this movie, which is cool because I bet it's way better. Which is why you by one vote against Jaws, Mm -hmm. we were the. uh, I feel like the original idea was to try to make Emily finally get talk us talk about a shark movie because, as our diehard listeners will know, she is very scared of sharks. Very, very, very. But she lucked out by that one vote. So don't ever let anybody tell you that your vote doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this is what we're talking about. The stakes are this high. It's this right here. <laughs> um, and uh, because I was kind of busy with work, uh, I did watch it. But I think, Henley, did you also watch it? I watched the first hour and okay. a half. Okay. Okay. So we'll we'll uh, start by tag teaming and then I'll finish us off on my own <laughs> Take it right away. I should have watched only the I last thought about hour. asking you to, and then I was like, that's pretty weird. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It is cocktail hour, and this week's cocktail is a Waters of Chaos. Uh, not so much because of what happens in this movie, but what happens in the making of this movie, which sounds like a real nightmare. To make this drink, you will need one and a half ounces of Geneva, a quarter ounce of white rum, a quarter ounce of green chartreuse, three quarters an ounce of lime juice, and a half an ounce of simple syrup. You will shake all ingredients with ice and strain into an ice-filled old-fashioned glass and garnish with a lime wedge. Geneva and chartreuse are pretty expensive, but so was the making of this film, so it's all part of the theme, baby. Um, But they're also really delicious and worth the investment if you're trying to step up your home bar. Cheers. James Cameron, a lover of the long film. Oh, so, so long and so, like, so much work goes into his... They're big films, and he's like... Okay, so that's really where this movie gets interesting. I was tipped off to this by a listener on our Instagram... Julie Ooh. Ward, thank you so much. Um, and also, if you just read like one thing yeah. about this movie, you find out. But we should get into the trivia mm-hmm. of the abyss. Oh, Emily, you are gonna hate the state of actors' rights on it's this film. Good. God damn it! It's really bad. It's probably the worst one we've done. It's the worst. When did this movie come out? Nineteen eighty-nine. Okay, first of all, Ed Harris wouldn't even talk about this movie for like decades he said that um he he had such a traumatic experience making the film that he refused to go into detail about it for years one of the few things he said about it was asking me how i was treated on the abyss is like asking a soldier how he was treated in vietnam which is a little uh okay yeah i mean but Ed, I hear you, and also Ed, my man, maybe not that one, maybe not that metaphor. Also, I mean, it is really, really quite 
crazy though. So they actually filmed. What happened? They did film forty percent of the movie underwater. Um, all all yeah. of the actors had to get scuba certified. Um, <laughs> and they had, I think, the largest underwater set maybe to this day ever ever built. They like found. How many underwater sets? Probably not a ton because they're very (laughs) expensive and seem really scary. Um, Especially this one, which was built in a abandoned nuclear reactor. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that wild? Um, So they filled it with 7.5 million gallons of water. And that's where they built like a whole underground um, rig thing or underwater rig thing. And... uh, like fact that I learned that I thought was interesting I don't know how deep this thing was but this is just you know for the logic of the movie every 32 feet you go underwater is equal to one atmosphere of pressure and so Mm. like 64 feet whoa that's not that that much much, right and they go really deep in this movie (laughs) why would anyone want to do that we're not meant to be underwater. We are certainly not meant to be deep mm-mm, underwater. Mm-mm. What are you thinking, people who do um, that? But because uh, production was so hard and time consuming, they like never finished a scene in a, in a day. Everything took a long time. James Cameron asked the actors to pee in their wetsuits to save time. <laughs> so they they just wet themselves. <laughs> Um, and James Cameron and Ed Harris both almost drowned. Um, Ed Harris reportedly punched James Cameron in the face when he kept filming after Ed Harris was drowning. Um, also apparently punched some, like the diver that was holding him down while he was drowning because they thought he was like, he was going up too fast and you can get the bends you, yeah, you can um, do that. But he was literally drowning, and he's like, "Well, if I don't go up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drown." <laughs> um, the main actress in it, Mary Elizabeth uh, Mastrantonio, had a full mental breakdown on the set. Um, Michael Bean said that there was a day in which, in the break room, people started throwing couches out windows to relieve their frustrations, which is like, who are these really strong <laughs> actors throwing couches? No, I, I have a story too. Yeah, no, I didn't drown, but I saw, well, I saw a crazy thing. People throwing couches <laughs> out of windows. Yeah, no, I definitely had the similar, similar experience on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ed Harris also said that he um, just spontaneously burst into tears driving home from set one day. And I was like, is that not something that people do regularly? Because <laughs> I feel like I've done that many a time and I wouldn't necessarily report it to, you know, S- the press. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a regular tough day at work for me. Wow. Another thing Ed Harris there said to um, explain to Entertainment Weekly, he said, uh, we were guinea pigs. In a way, Jim wasn't quite sure how it was all going to go down. In the drowning scene, I was screaming at Mary Elizabeth to come back and wake up. And I was slapping her across the face. And I'd seen that they'd run out of film in the camera. And nobody said anything. And then Mary Elizabeth stood up and said, we're not animals and walked off the set 
they just keep slapping me around. She's she's also topless in this scene. They're, it's like a big dramatic <gasps> scene where she's topless. They're slapping her, like punching her in the chest. And he just let it keep filming while the camera was out of film. Oh, my God. <laughs> awful. Just awful. He sounds horrible. Uh, he does. Orson Scott Card described working with James Cameron as hell on wheels. He claimed hell that Cameron was nice to him. He, he claimed that Cameron was nice to him because he could afford to walk away while he was miserable and unkind to everyone else. He also stated that unless he changes his way of working with people, I hope he never directs anything of mine. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I don't think any of these actors ever worked with him again. Michael B. Michael Bean not. had worked with him on his two previous films. He did uh, Terminator and then Alien and then this, um, which is a pretty, pretty great track record. And Michael Bean was in all three and then never worked with him again. But he's apparently supposed to be in one of the Avatar sequels. So, OK, one of my God, there's supposed to be like four. It's insane. For who? Uh, for who? <laughs> How old are we going to be when they come out? Dead. I mean, we'll all be dead. Uh, we've been hearing about these sequels for so long. So long. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, uh, the last thing I wanted to say is just that there's like uh, the main romantic relationship. We'll get into more of this later, but it's like a recently separated couple in the middle of a divorce. And um, James Cameron has been married five times. Five? Interesting. Seems like maybe he's difficult. I don't think is unrelated to, yeah, all the rest of this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But so he said that he based the character of Lindsay, who is the main uh, a woman in it, Mary Elizabeth, and he based her on Gail Ann Hurd, who is the producer of this film. And they were dating and then got married and then got divorced during the like early production of the movie. So their whole relationship went through its life cycle <laughs> during like pre-production and production of The Abyss. Five marriages is a hell of a lot of marriages. It's like, yeah, why are we getting married? I mean, why are we getting married at this point? Especially when you're like, okay, fine. I mean, I've I've been divorced, so I got to say like one, sure. Two, maybe even, you know what? You, you were hopeful again. We got to give you that. If you're the third spouse, you got to be like, well, I don't know about the number four and five. Come on. Come Number on. five, I think, has actually been the longest, though. I think they've been married like 15 years. Most of them were like two or three years. Then I'm wrong. And he figured it out. And congratulations. He, he had a lot of practice and he finally did it right. There you go. James. Good for you, James. Um, OK, should we watch this trailer? Yes. Let's watch the trailer. Gotta hate that bitch. Probably shouldn't have married her then, huh? Hang on, gentlemen. Thing I've ever seen. I don't think they mean us any harm. I don't know how I know that. 
Whatever happens, it's up to us. That guy scares me more than anything that's down there. We all see what we want to see. Coffee looks and he sees hate and fear. You have to look with better eyes than that. This one's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Emily, what are your immediate reactions? No, thank you. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 no. No. It is really scary, but... It's so scary. I don't think this... Other other than the fact that underwater is scary, I don't think this movie is too scary. No, it's very okay. it's very um eighties and it's not it's not really a horror movie, I'd say. I think it's PG thirteen too. PG thirteen and it's like it's like an action movie. It's, it's an like action gonna, movie. We're gonna be recapping I mean, that action. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. That like feels like his his vibe. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. I think we should just get into it. I think we should just start talking about it. I think we should just get into it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website. And put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
So we start in a submarine, a U.S. submarine. Um, they are having some trouble. They've noted a um, sound that is coming towards them. And, you know, it's a classic submarine scene. Everything is red. It's a bunch of um, people who are shouting orders at each other and saying things mm -hmm. like, Captain, I note the sound is coming towards <laughs> us, like 60 meters, 120 meters, you know, like very. And yeah, it's like 120 meters, like nothing goes that fast. That kind wow. of shit. Yes. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, uh. They then get hit with whatever this thing is, and um, water starts pouring into the submarine. It is very scary, very tense. Things are not looking good for mm. these folks. Right. And the captain says, release the, like, um, emergency, whatever, like, floaty thing that signals that we're in trouble. <laughs> so they release that and um, basically go down. We, as an audience, see a, a light zoom by the submarine that looks not like a fish or a missile. This is also kind of in the end of the Cold War. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of the like Soviet backdrop of like, oh, is it the Soviets? It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> there is. Uh, d don't give that away too quickly, though, Sammy, because there is definitely lots of talk of Soviets. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But we see immediately <laughs> the light. It is not the Soviets. <laughs> Unless the Soviets have figured out a way to have a really incandescent, beautiful alien like presence. True. In the ocean. Could've, could've, they could have. Could have. They could have. I wouldn't put it past them. Sub goes down. Basically, the like light thing shakes up the submarine they can't see what's happening and when they can see again they're going straight into a a, mm -hmm. a wall underground like rocks and basically i think yeah crash and not fully explode but it's not it's not good um and then the u.s government is notified there's a big big ship another vessel lots of, so Woo! so many vessels in this movie there are so many vessels that's just one vessel that's just one. Um, wow. This is number two. And it's a big military ship. And they get the info and they're basically like, we're, we've got to uh, go down and find out what happened. Was it the Soviets? Um, and that probably, honestly, probably. Mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. And they basically commandeer. A experimental underground drilling, like oil drilling rig. Mm -hmm. This woman, Lindsay, our, uh, one of our main characters who is, for some reason, I guess she's called because she designed this mm -hmm. underwater rig. Um, she's the architect okay. of it. And the guy running it is Ed Harris. His name is Bud. And they get the call that, you know, the U.S. government is 
commandeering this and they're like, well, hey, wait a second. Like, we didn't agree to this. And they're like, we'll pay you three times your average salary. And they're like, oh, OK, hell yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which is like whenever the U.S. government is like, hey, go check out this weird thing. We don't know what it is. <laughs> Ask. We'll throw money at you. More than three times, I feel like. Yeah. And it's not also- that much. Yeah, Ed Harris, you're also getting a little bit of that feeling that you get from like Event Horizon and yeah, it's feeling like Event Horizon well, already. No, thank you. Near, it's not Don't worry. It's not it's, it's not gonna go cool. there. But you know the feeling of like the crew, the the um Yes, the ragtag crew of like Yeah, we're it's like alien yes, also. It's like alien. alien. Except I will say I feel like they're a little less well defined in this than I've seen in other movies. There's one or two standouts, but I feel like, you know, in we talked about the thing, too, where, like, mm-hmm. you kind of get a sense of each of their personalities. I don't think you'd get as much in this one. But no. apparently, in the extended cut, you do. I watched the... Oh, well, you gotta watch the three-hour extended <laughs> cut. <laughs> the main, little- honestly, the, the thing that's given the most care in terms of trying to have, like, character definition in this beginning portion is um defining mary elizabeth aka Lindsay, um as being a bitch everyone calls her a yeah bitch. in the trailer the first thing we get is god i hate that bitch which i, I was like oh my god okay right. yes okay 1980s we are just doing that cool S- someone calls her the queen bitch of the universe Jesus. very cool is she the only woman on this crew no there's one other woman um She's like one of the guys, though, you know? She's, yeah, she's one of the guys. Oh, yeah, you know the Does tag. she also cool, cool, call cool. Lindsay a bitch? She, yeah, I think she says something like, I think she's the one who calls her queen bitch of the universe, maybe. I can't mm. remember. So it's okay. <laughs> Look, you're either one of the guys or you're a bitch, and that's the only option for women. And if that's not enough, then go cry at home. <laughs> they're, they're all upset that she's joined the crew because obviously she's not been there for a period of time while she's estranged from her husband, um, Ed Harris. Yeah. And they're all pissed that she's back and she's like, I'm here because I built this fucking thing. Right. Um, and she's not a bitch at all. No, she's not a bitch. But <laughs> she's so really nice. What the U.S. government is doing <laughs> is they're sending like a SEAL team to this rig to um, investigate. And so it's like this like ragtag group of oilers, like mm-hmm. a, a blue collar crew meeting like this very like military SEAL team guys. And um Lindsay basically hitches a ride with them and is like, if they're going, I'm going. And so that's how we all come together. And yes, we find out that Bud is her ex. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? The tension. I mean, that's a horror movie in and of itself. What are the odds? One crew member that is kind of the 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 standout secondary character (laughs) is uh, his name is Hippie and he has a pet rat. Um, and I kind of think Hippie is hot because he looks a little bit like Scoot McNary. So just throwing that out there. Cool. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Okay, I see it, I guess. Um, immediately, Bud and Lindsay get into a fight. He says She says something like, I invested four years into this rig. And he's like, you only invested three years into me. And she's like, well, I have to have priorities. And like storms out. And he gets so mad that he throws his wedding ring into the toilet, which in an underwater uh, rig is like that blue chemical stuff. 
that apparently mm-hmm. uh real oh well he like throws it in and and storms out and then comes back a moment later and fishes it out he's a romantic at heart he fishes it out though and it like dyes his mm. whole hand blue and it's blue for the rest of the movie which you is kind of fun that fun. maybe he still has feelings for you her, get that sense despite all of it maybe and the SEAL team are getting ready to go down to basically investigate the like sunken submarine and SEAL team has this um, it's called oxygenated fluoro fluorocarbon fluid and it's basically oxygenated water that they say is what you you breathe you can breathe this liquid when you're really really deep to prevent your basically your lungs from imploding um and this Very is cool. a real thing. This is actually a real thing and the um hippie is like that sounds crazy and he's like give me your rat and he grabs the rat from him and sinks it into this little tub of this oxygenated fluorocarbon fluid or whatever. No. And Hippie's like, "Come on, man. No. Like she's she's you're going to kill her. You're going to kill her. She's drowning." And the guy the SEAL team guy's like, "No, like don't worry. It's the, I breathe this myself. Like, yes, it's a scary like adjustment period. Like she's got to get used to it." Um and you see the rat. No, she doesn't. We don't need to do an experiment on the rat. <laughs> you see the rat like struggling and freaking out but then kind of acclimating to it and breathing normally underwater and this is real they just did it for real on this rat which is it it really just blew my mind that we can actually breathe liquid i just had no idea it's really upsetting to watch especially knowing afterwards that it is real because the poor rat is like really struggling it's really scared They, they actually cut it out of the uk version because some uk veterinarian deemed it like not not okay like that it's animal cruelty which you know fair yeah just because it does not gonna die doesn't mean it's not cruel to put it through yeah the aha the american humane association also was like this we this movie's unacceptable (laughs) (laughs) because you literally drowned a rat on screen yikes so uh they dive into to go to the sub and it's creepy and spooky and underwater is just really fucking scary and the fear of deep water is called thalassophobia i wrote it down because there was a buzzfeed article once that was just like photos of really scary you know like underwater cliffs like just looking at that it gives me so much anxiety i really get stressed i think if you don't have a fear of water this movie's not going to be scary for you at all um, is there anyone though that could look at like deep, deep, deep water? I don't know. And not get I scared? don't know. If you feel that way, please let us know because I like can't how, even fathom how. It. Yeah, how it doesn't make sense. Water is so scary. <laughs> deep water. Well, it's the same as it's the same as space. It's this existential. Yeah, because it's you're so out of. It's so not where we're supposed to be. And you feel so... Yeah, you're at such mm-hmm. a disadvantage. And it's so dark and big and you can't possibly see. And everything else there is evolved to live there. And so anything... Everything else is <laughs> used to it. Anything has the upper hand over you. Ugh. I yeah, hate man. it. Um, but so, okay. So a few of them go into the submarine. There, It's full of dead bodies. Obviously, the whole crew died. So there's dead bodies floating. There's one uh, a crab crawls out of his mouth and 
It's really Ew. gross, and it's apparently James Cameron's brother, and it was a crab crawled out of his mouth for real. I guess I don't really know how you would fake that, but I was just imagining holding a little crab in your mouth until someone says action, and then having to let it crawl out of your mouth is just so gross. Ew. I didn't realize that and was a crab. And also, like, act dead and, like, yeah. not react. Yuck. They looked like uh, huge, uh, huge spiders, but I guess that's all that crabs are. Crabs are, crabs just are underwater, underwater spiders. spiders. Yes. Underwater yeah. spiders. Ooh, gross. So one of the crew members uh, sees, I think sees this happen mm-hmm. and um, has, starts to have a panic attack in their underwater space suit. One thing <laughs> underwater that's happening space constant- suit. <laughs> 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 one thing that's, that's literally what it, it is. is pretty it's much. an underwater space mm-hmm. suit. Um, one thing that's happening throughout this whole scene, too, is and anytime they're underwater, really, is just this constant like Darth Vader breathing noise in the, the background. The breathing is so scary. It's just like, <gasps> mm-hmm. like constantly in the background. And so this guy starts having a panic attack and obviously his breathing gets elevated. He starts to feel like he's going to pass out. So Ed Harris is like, don't worry, you just stay here by yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'll go forward. You you don't just hold on to this rope and don't let go. And uh, if you need me, just tug on the rope. <laughs> so you know how that always works out really mm-hmm. well. Like starts panicking and he pulls the rope and it's like jammed in between a metal thing that immediately like cuts it. And so he pulls it back and it's just an, an end of a rope. And so he's really panicking uh. and we don't see what he sees, but we see that. He sees something very bright, like the lighting just really changes in Mm -hmm. the little compartment that he's at in and he just uh, freaks out. And then it cuts to outside of the submarine. Lindsay is in basically like a smaller little like explorer sub thing. You know, those are like one person submarine things. Um, Cute. It's very cute. It's so cute. It's like such a cute little submarine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little baby submarine it's a baby baby and uh power goes out uh which we saw the power go out in the opening scene with the submarine what after you know the the thing flew by <gasps> the light mm-hmm. come, uh-huh, so the power uh-huh. goes out she's you know trying to turn on her comms like hello hello can anyone hear me and then sees this like phosphorescent creature looking at her through the glass of the submarine it's not too then it looks at her and then like zooms off i think and that's it we don't fully see too much yet it like almost looks like it could be a jellyfish or like an un- like a new species of one of those like yeah. deep sea glowy yeah. guys yeah i wouldn't say it looks like fully alien yet but the speed at which it moves is unlike any known creature for sure it feels very it's not scary either. no like this, this and she creature doesn't look scared. Is, no this creature is very nice it looks like it's uh friendly <laughs> it and, looks friendly um, <laughs> you could leave cute you could leave your children with it um it's very like zippy like zips around mm-hmm. it's rainbow colored mm-hmm. it's nice Everything, fun. Everything's, everything's nice about it mm-hmm. you know um, but mm. they all make their, the, the power comes back on. They make their way back to the main rig. The SEAL team is reporting back to the surface saying like, we didn't get a good look at it. It could have been the Russians. We're not sure. Like there was a, like there was definitely some sort of attack. 
um, could have been the Russians and the general or whatever is like, all right, we got to head to phase two, which I believe is that they need to go down to the submarine to disarm the nuclear warheads that because this was a this was a warship war submarine. And so it does have mm-hmm. weapons mm-hmm. on board. And so they're basically like, you got to go down there to get to disarm those so that the Soviets can't come and steal them, basically. And another thing we should mention is that all of this is they're on a clock because there's also a hurricane mm-hmm. that's supposed to be coming. So they're trying to beat the storm so they don't get caught in the hurricane. Yes, the hur- hur- cool. hurricane's Good. coming. Um the so the the main seal team guy his name is coffee played by michael bean and they start suiting up and they're gonna they're gonna go do this right now apparently even though there's a hurricane coming which seems like a bad idea Oof. um but mm-hmm. they're like we're under orders we're going and they go in um it's called a moon pool you know within a submarine this isn't like deep blue sea too in any like underwater movie where they have the pools within the submarine that basically you like go into the water through this pool and like the physics of this just really blows my mind because these are also real things and it's something to do with air pressure and whatever and we just anytime i see them in movies i can't believe that they work and that it's not just flooding the submarine and so if you understand the mechanics of a moon pool please let us know a running theme i think these past two weeks has been we don't understand these types of things <laughs> and we're not gonna look it up and we're just so waiting for somebody just to tell us. us so if that's you just do it please So, so coffee and the other seal team guys Sorry, it's there's a character in another movie named coffee isn't there why is that sticking out to me like I feel like another like vessel movie. There's could like be, if it's like could be. I don't, I don't know. know. It nothing's jumping to my head, but I believe you. And listeners, if you know <laughs> Listeners if you know <laughs> Listeners if you know. Um, but so they they're Jealous. out in their little like smaller explore I think there's two smaller subs within this rig um that you take out through the moon pools and they go out and basically Bud is like freaking out. Lindsay, they're like, we can't, we got to get out of here. The hurricane's coming. Um, We can't leave while they're out. Uh, one of the little submarine things has a little mechanic arm that they need to be able to unhook from whatever they're connected to. Uh, mm-hmm. They can't unhook the whole space or, excuse me, underwater rig starts moving like this big rig. The whole thing is moving by the force of the hurricane. Uh, eventually, Coffee and them come back in, I think. Right, Henley? What do they they do? We see them disarming the nuclear warheads. I don't remember. <laughs> I think we. I think that I'm we so do. So fucking worthless. It's OK. I, I can't remember that specific thing, but I think something that has happened by now which is we should note is that um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, lol, Lindsay has Mm -hmm. been like, everyone needs to be aware of how they're feeling Mm -hmm. because um, when you are under this amount of pressure, it can create um, a type of sickness called high pressure nervous syndrome, right? Which can make you feel like paranoid and strange. Mm -hmm. So she's pointed out to everyone, like, monitor your symptoms, make sure that you're you're feeling mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, again, underwater is very scary. <laughs> These things are real. Um, but okay, so they're trying to unhook. The whole station starts moving, and they're unfortunately on the edge of a underwater cliff, and they're moving towards it. And it's really stressful, and they stop just short of it. They finally, like, I don't know, get control of the rig or whatever. I don't totally understand the mechanics of it all, but they they stop. But then right above them is the big uh, military ship, which is going through the storm, and they're kind of calling down. And a big crane breaks off of the military sh ship into the uh, uh, splashes into the water. It's like headed straight for them because they're right above. And so they're like, <gasps> this huge crane is going to fall on top of you. They're bracing for impact. They look, it falls, it barely misses them. It falls basically right next to them. Big old few, thank God. Huge few. Um, but then it teeters mm. over the edge and falls into that. I think we could call it an abyss. And mm -hmm. there's mm. the abyss. That's it. The abyss mm -hmm. falls. It hooks onto a, a <gasps> like rope thing that is connected to the rig and pulls them down. And it's a really stressful scene and they see it happening. And so it's just like a minute of the, the rope, like, and they're like, Oh fuck, hold on to something. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine like falling? No. Like what? Also in the water, mm -mm. like you're in the water and you're mm -mm. falling. Like, what? Um, and the crane that fell was the communications of the top ship. So they lose communication with the cool. ship. They're tumbling. Um, Hippie puts his rat in a plastic bag, which I really liked because he's like, oh, the hurricane's coming. But I mean, he'll, he'll suffocate in, he'll suffocate <laughs> in the back. He must have yeah. left a little air hole open. But it's really sweet. There's a part. Sure. So it, the, the, the rig starts, you know, crashing and... Um, water is coming in. They're trying to close off all the seal hatches quickly. It's one of those stressful scenes. Apparently, very few stunt people were used. So there are scenes where mm -hmm. water is really rushing in and knocking people over. And those were just the real actors. And it looks like dangerous for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a scene where the rat gets away from hippie and it's floating in its little bag and he's like no Aww. and reaches and gets it just in time but i think in that Great. moment blocks a hatch from closing and then the moon pools in this scene are going crazy because <laughs> when it's tumbling about you know uh, you know the laws of physics mm, change <laughs> Uh-huh, yes. I was going to uh -huh, say the same uh -huh. thing. Yes. And um so water is pouring in through this now and we see a sec like a section of crew members get locked into one place and basically I think drown bud is banging on the glass to try to get to them but the 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 hatch is locked um and then bud is racing to get to safety. And a hatch is closing on him and he sticks his hand in at the last second 
and he is saved by his titanium wedding ring, which holds the force of the symbolism. <laughs> Thank God he didn't throw it in the toilet. Thank God he fished it out of the toilet. Wow. Um, and crew members come and pry the door open from the other side, save Bud, pull him in, and now kind of the main crew members that we met in the beginning are safe in airlocks in some section of the rig, and the rig hits a bottom, and would you believe it? They're on the edge of another cliff into an even, <laughs> a cliff cliff. even deeper abyss. Oh my god, we got abyss on abyss. <laughs> abyss on abyss. Uh, <laughs> So now they're, you know, regrouping. They've lost contact with uh, the 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 people in the boat. One of the people in the boat, by the way, is the guy from Schitt's Creek. Henley, did you notice that? Yes. Which guy? The yes. mayor? Um, Roland Schitt? Roland Schitt. <laughs> yes. He's... He's only in the beginning, like, well, I guess I don't. Yeah, he comes back a little bit more in the end that you missed, Henley, but not much. He's not a, he's definitely just has like a handful of lines. I was, I loved seeing him in my notes. I just wrote Schitt's Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then, yeah, so then they're regrouping. Things have not gone well. Things are not going um, the way they'd hoped they'd go. And it's things true. are looking even worse true. because it ends up that, you know, they're in this airlock. They only have so much oxygen. They have approximately 12 hours of oxygen before um, they all suffocate to death. Very bad. Lindsay has named this thing that she's seen, right? Has this happened yet? Uh, uh No. First... She goes to she basically is trying to buy them more time, I think. And I did. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't totally know what she's doing, but she's like, I will walk, walk, swim <laughs> to water, walk. water, walk to <laughs> this other part of the rig and basically get more oxygen from there. I don't know. I didn't totally pay attention, but basically she's got to do this one underwater thing in order to extend their um you know, security amount of oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's going out in her, uh, what did you call it? A space underwater, underwater, underwater space, space suit. suit is the technical term. Say so it is like the, the, you know, from the neck down, it's just, it looks like a regular kind of wetsuit, but the top up, it's the, it's the glass kind. So mm-hmm. it does look like a space suit more than, you know, a scuba suit. I guess this is how deep water diving looks like, right? <laughs> Probably. So she's out in that and um, she's trying to fix something and the power goes off again and Ooh. it's really, okay, we know what this really means. dark. And from the abyss comes a small little alien thing, similar <laughs> to the one from before, phosphorescent. Really beautiful colors, especially in this dark, dark light. She looks instantly like she's not afraid at all. She looks like Mm -hmm. enraptured by it, like she's Mm. captivated. And then a really big one comes out of the abyss. It's kind of like it looks like a huge stingray. Mm -hmm. Um, And she just reaches out and touches it, which I thought was insane. (laughs) <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm 
I gave her the benefit of the doubt and thought maybe it has like a kind of magnetic draw. She, 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 she's drawn. Mm-hmm. She does another dubious thing with the alien a little bit later yeah, on. Yeah, I feel like she is mm. not cautious enough for she, being She has like, no boundaries with this alien. <laughs> no, she needs to <laughs> set up some boundaries like that. Like you'd need like, like you need heating your heating pad for sure. No touching aliens uh, on weekdays. <laughs> we are not touching them on weekdays. Not before 8 p.m. <laughs> You're at work. We don't do it at work. Yeah. <laughs> see? So yeah, so she touches it and her hand kind of goes into it and she just looks amazed and excited. And then she rushes back to the crew and explains to them what she's seen um and she thinks that it's she's you know explaining to them that she thinks that it's an alien who's trying to make contact with us she calls them a um nti yeah non-terrestrial intelligence yeah non-terrestrial intelligence The, the next thing that i remember happening though is that the alien returns and like a, but it's taken the form of a saltwater creature, mm-hmm. and it kind of, lo- it's like this circular saltwater tunnel that flows through the ship and enters the room, and um comes up to face Lindsay, and when it comes up to face Lindsay, it takes on her face. So it mirrors her face and she's like, oh, amazing. And so she smiles at it. And then the saltwater alien guy smiles back at her. And then the saltwater alien takes on the form of Ed Harris. And Ed Harris is like, wow, this is wild. And then Lindsay, this is the next dubious thing she does. She takes her finger and she just straight up pokes the alien in the middle of its face (laughs) Then brings her finger back and puts it in her mouth. <laughs> oh my crazy. god! I wrote it down too. Like this bitch, <laughs> this, this fucking bitch, bitch. Honestly, this queen I said, bitch, bitch of the universe. I said, I said, bitch. you can't just taste an alien like that. <laughs> you can't, and honestly, I'm sorry, but especially not. During work hours. <laughs> we are at work. <laughs> it is the day at work. And and Lindsay, bitch, we are not doing this. We are not tasting aliens today. <laughs> no. I said, bitch, you can't I just said, taste an alien. <laughs> I said, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I was shocked and horrified, to be honest with you. <laughs> So is everyone else. It's not okay. Everyone else is like, what are you doing? Stop. And she's like, no. She's like, no, it's okay. It's salt water. Like, it's. she's like, I needed to what? taste it to prove that I knew it was salt water. <laughs> it's the least scientific right. interaction with aliens I've ever seen. Um, so it, it then kind of uh, uh, retracts and is going back through. It came through the moon pool. And uh, as it's kind of pulling back, we see Coffee see it kind of freaking out. Mind you, in this time, we're seeing that Coffee is not well. He's getting a little bit of the symptoms that we have been told to look out for, which include (gasps) paranoia. Uh. 
this pressure mm-hmm. sickness includes paranoia. He is like shaky and sweaty. And he's like, I think he says like that alien looks like it's after the warhead. <laughs> like, he's what? just a little he's he's not well. But so as it's as the as the little uh, saltwater tunnel is retracting, he closes a hatch on it, breaking it in half and the half on the other side of the hatch it collapses back into water on the ground and it turns at him and is kind of like <laughs> and then retreats back into the moon pool yeah so Lindsay's all pissed off obviously because she's like that alien was trying to make contact with us and now we just you closed a door on it you were yeah. aggressive I was making good progress with this <laughs> On a personal level, and um, you ruined, ruined it. it. You ruined- and Hippie says, like, I don't think that was the alien. And they kind of, as a group, reach the conclusion that the aliens can control water and that this was them sending <gasps> a signal. It wasn't the mm-hmm. actual alien, but it was them. Oh, it was them manipulating okay. water to kind of reach out and communicate from afar. And while while sure. they're having this conversation, we see Coffee slicing into his arm with a knife, just cutting big gashes into his arm, hidden under a table so no one else can see. And he's just kind of shaking and grimacing and cutting into his own arm. It's oh my god! Very no, no. And I and I guess he was just he's just doing that because he's in going insane. Like, is there a reason why he's cutting into his arm? I think he's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't it's know. He's angry okay. and doesn't know. Just sort of losing yeah, it. I yeah, think so. It. I think so. Ugh. Um, and he goes and and um talks to the other SEAL team guys. You know, there's a group of I think maybe four or five SEAL team guys, and he's like, that alien is after the warhead, and they think it's cute, and they don't realize how dangerous this could be. Like that's alien life, and we need to take this into our own hands. This is on us. And the SEAL team is kind of like on board at this moment. And they're like, okay, yeah, like, um, like arm up with guns. They like grab guns and they're like, okay, yeah, this is serious and scary. And we need to be prepared for whatever could happen. Um, And then Hippie is spying on Coffee because they've kind of obviously noticed he's being a little weird. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he's uh, Coffee attaching the uh, nuclear warhead. To an exploratory like camera sub, you know, those like from like National <gasps> Geographic that are just like little mini things, mm-hmm. beep, even beep, cuter beep, than yep. the last sub. Oh, my God. An even smaller mm-hmm. little sub. It's so cute. Oh, we'll post oh all these pictures of these cute little, 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 little oh baby vessels. Um, this information to Bud and is basically saying, you know, coffee's lost it. Tensions are rising. Hippie says, I programmed that camera thing to go down to explore the aliens. He's basically, he he got a nuclear warhead without telling anyone and is now attaching it to this thing that's programmed to go down to where we saw the aliens. And he might be straight up starting a war with aliens right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are high high stakes. stakes. Mm -hmm. Um, And at this point, He's kind of gone so far off his rocker that the rest of the SEAL team is kind of like, Ooh, I don't I don't know. Like 
Oops. <laughs> like we're 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 not sure about this. And I think one of them's yelling at him. He's like, we got to like go down there and we got to explode all those aliens. And they're like, we'll we'll all die from that. Like it's a nuclear bomb and it, we will all die in in the wake of that. Um, he's on his own now. He doesn't care. He's on a mission. Uh, so he's like um, going crazy, going like insane by himself. And then Ed Harris is like creeping up uh-huh, on him, uh-huh. trying to stop him from um, releasing this warhead. And everyone's like, don't like, don't, don't do that. He's going to kill you. He's a SEAL. He's a Navy SEAL. He'll kill mm-hmm. you. And he's like, no, I'm Ed Harris. And um, I'm the man in black. So ever heard of me? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> ever heard of me? Exactly. Um, and so he attacks him to try to stop him. And Coffee pulls and- a gun on him and immediately pulls the trigger. Right oh, in his forehead. God. And uh, <gasps> there's no bullets. And we see it cuts back to the rest of the SEAL team. And they have taken his bullets because they knew he was not. Well, which is kind of a fun. Moment. That's smart. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And that's honestly smarter than taking the gun because you take the gun. Right. He knows something's up. You take the bullets out. He stills the gun, but he can't do anything with it. I guess you could hit right. someone over the head with it, which well, would hurt, they do but, get in know. a big fist fight in this scene. Sure. Sure. It proves. Yeah. Beyond a point that this dude is unsafe mm-hmm. too. the fact that he didn't even hesitate. Yeah. Um, so then he don't then want he steals the submarine. Yes. And. They get in a big off. fist fight. Coffee gets away, gets in this sub. He's like, I'm uh, he's a sub? little baby sub and he's strapped the even babier sub on top of it with the warhead strapped to that. And so he's like, I'm going to go drop this off and launch. I'm going to go drop this off. <laughs> it's like, Excuse me, wait a minute. I'm going to go, die. I'm gonna drop, go this drop this off. off. It's like nesting dolls. It's like the Russian mm-hmm. nesting dolls. Yes, it's just like one a tinier. A sub and a sub and a sub. <laughs> just one tinier little sub within each other mm-hmm. sub. I mm-hmm. love it. Cute. Um, and sews and chases him in just a, a underwater spacesuit. He chases a, a full submarine just by swimming. <laughs> Just by swimming, and okay. he gets on. He gets onto it, and he gets a rope, and he detaches the mini sub carrying the warhead, and ties it onto the main rig to basically prevent him from being able to launch it at the aliens. And Coffee goes to press to to launch it, and sees it starting to go, and then get pulled back by the rope that it is tied by, and so Coffee gets very mad turns around in his submarine and he starts chasing bud in the submarine and like trying to pin him against rocks and walls so it's like a a submarine on man fight (laughs) okay and then Mm -hmm. Lindsay comes out in submarine number two and now we're getting (laughs) sub on sub fight (laughs) and and now what is the size of Lindsay's submarine relative to the other submarines it, we have in It's the same scene? as Coffee's size, so adorable size. Okay, it's adorable. adorable. A, cu- a cutie. It's, it's a, snack, a cutie, not snack a baby. Size. Snack size. Snack size. Uh, oh my God, a snack size. Not a fun size, but it's a snack size. not a fun size. size, yes, exactly. Okay. Um, so uh, they get in a, a, a submarine fight, a snack size sub fight. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. 
classic. Uh, gets in the way, blocks him somehow, and yells, get in, which is so crazy underwater to be like, hop in. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You're so far underwater. But I guess submarines or these little explorer subs have, you know, pressure valves, whatever. I'll allow it. Um, I'm sure it's well, probably I'm- real. I'm sure James Cameron did his research. He seems like the type to do research. Um, in, and then the little uh, baby sub, the fun size sub with the warhead attached to it, gets loose and starts heading down to the aliens. And so... Because the rope, the rope breaks? breaks. I've, I've stopped watching yeah, at this no, point. Yeah, no, it okay. doesn't break. It just, he tied a pretty shitty knot. Haley, did you stop mid-submarine fight? Is that when you turned this movie off? I was, like, not paying... I was... I, I, I watched a horror movie before work, and yeah, said, let's not possible. Yeah, let's be clear, listeners. She watched it at 8 a.m. this morning. <laughs> yeah, and I was also, like, also looking at my email, like, having panic attacks about a variety yeah, of different things. Yeah, it's a hard time to focus, <laughs> for sure. Um, so, so Lindsay's sub has the little clampy arm thing that previously they needed to use to detach from whatever thing they were attached to. She tries to clamp the rope and gets it, but then um, coffee comes in his sub. They hit, hits it again, hits the the fun size sub out, and it again starts going down to the aliens. They get in another big sub fight. Basically, she pushes Coffee's sub into a wall, a rock wall, and knocks him over the edge of that second abyss. And he his oh, no. his sub loses power and he tumbles in and we see from his POV the the glass in his submarine cracking and breaking and we see his sub implode. And it looks really good and crazy and scary. Mm. So you're starting to see how so much of this movie was filmed underwater. Mm. Starting to. <laughs> starting to see. It. I'm starting to see it. Um <laughs> Obviously, fighting with submarines is a bad idea and their submarine has taken some damage and is now filling mm. with water and only Mm-mm. Bud is in a in a <gasps> underwater underwater space, I was gonna call it ski suit, suit too underwater <laughs> space, space suit, suit. <laughs> an underwater swimsuit <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of have like a like a a moment of him like taking it off and being like put this on put this on she's like no you're the better swimmer she comes up with this plan which says you, the water's freezing they're so deep and she's shivering the sub is filling with water she's shivering she's so cold um says, you're the better swimmer if I pass out, I will have hypothermia and I can be hypothermic for f- like 15 minutes or so and then you can revive me. So you as the faster swimmer, t- put on your suit and take me out, like basically drag me unconscious underwater back to the main station and then revive me. Wait, is this one her like top is off? <laughs> come it's soon okay. though <laughs> soon, soon. um soon. and it's in this moment that we start to see the uh, true depth of their love for each other 
in this near death uh moment no, no pun intended she they kiss she kisses because you know they she thinks she's maybe gonna die and this plan sure. is not great uh, and the sub fills up with water she holds her breath to a point that she passes out which in water i don't think would be possible like i think you would just drown like i don't think you can make yourself mm -hmm. not breathe underwater like your instinct would be to breathe yeah maybe you could hyperventilate and get yourself to pass out that way you know like how you yeah. can make yourself but just by holding your yeah, breath I it don't seems know. weird but wait she's in she's actually in yes. water right yes. now i wouldn't you listeners just are you starting to get her <laughs> You starting to get it? Wouldn't, wait, but she's not in. The, what I mean is, she's not in like the she, submarine. They are in the submarine at this moment. They are in the submarine. But the submarine, the is, submarine filling is filling with water. With oh, water. I see, I see, I see, I see. But I see, they I see, go I see. out of okay, the submarine, and I had that question as well. Where it, it, you know, as I mentioned earlier, every thirty-two feet is an atmosphere of pressure. If she doesn't have a suit, I think the second you go out of that submarine, your fucking bone bones Crushed are caving in. Yeah, right. Yeah, your lungs one hundred percent collapse. Definitely collapse. Um, so you know. <sighs> James, that's a goof. Uh, James, that's a goof. <laughs> but so she passes out, and the second she passes out, uh, uh, Bud goes, No! As if it like wasn't the plan that they just agreed on. It's really weird. And yeah. but then he sets out and he's swimming real quick to, back to the main rig. And through his comms in his helmet, he's saying to the crew inside, like, you get ready 10 cc's of adrenaline and the, you know, little uh, shocker paddle things. And they get there. Uh, this is where Lindsay is topless. He, like, rips open her shirt for them to be able to do the, the electro shock paddles or whatever they're called. Um uh they're doing you know clear he's he's pounding on her chest doing trying to get her heart back in rhythm and it's a really really intense scene and i actually think it's a really good scene ed harris is really good in it she looks really dead the makeup is very good um and mm -hmm. i will say about her being naked it's like i barely even noticed it it is done in i think a pretty like respectful way it's not like and now look at her boobs it's like it's only yeah. i think visible in like one shot for a second and it's like not sexy it's like you're just stressed in this scene and worried for her mm. um and for a long time she's not coming back and um screams at her like you stubborn bitch like you never Gave up a fight in yes. your life. Call her yes. a bitch. Call her, yeah, call her a bitch one more time. Slaps her across the face really hard. And that, like, and she probably deserved <laughs> that, it. Like, does the trick. And she wakes up. And I guess all she needed was a good slap and to be called a bitch again. And voila, she's alive. Oh, cool. Cool. Fucking cool. Okay, so she's alive. Um, they kiss again, I bet. Uh, <laughs> they love each other now. Which, I don't know. I just feel like the the whole premise of like a, a divorcing couple like discovering that they still love each other is so 
It happens a lot in movies, considering I feel like how rarely it happens. I think it happens in life life that much. Um, And I just feel like most of the time there's a very good reason to get divorced. People don't just get divorced because they're in a fight. It's like we've exhausted all other options. And I just feel like James Cameron is just like has some has some problems in this respect. <laughs> He's working out some things. I agree. I think also a central point of their relationship in this movie is that they weren't prioritizing each other as we found out in the yeah. beginning mm-hmm. and um they didn't have enough time for each other. And you know, when do you have more time than when you're stuck in an abyss with your X. You know, it's like this isn't real life, you guys. Like, I wonder if the relationship is really going to work out afterwards. Classic, um, like bachelor situation. Mm-hmm. These are extreme circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's not make any rash decisions, right? <laughs> when we're in an abyss right. together, you know. You know what happens in the abyss stays in the abyss, probably. Um, but okay, so they've 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 brought her back. Everything is looking good. Except that dang nuclear warhead is still headed for those aliens. Right. <laughs> right. I right, forgot about that. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. And so Bud there's to go retrieve it. But because it's so deep, he has to breathe that old floor of oxygenated, oh, right. sure. liquid shit. <laughs> liquid lungs. And he puts on his helmet and it starts filling Lindsay is now like obsessed with him and is like, oh my God, no, he looks like he's having a hard time and like is a little over dramatic about the whole thing. It's like, we, you know, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> bitch, we saw the rat do it. It's fine. It's fine, bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, <sighs> but so he can't text thing on his wrist. So he'll be communicating to them by text and a hippie has another fun size little camera sub programmed also to the same way to go to the same location and he says just piggyback on this like hold on to this it'll take you right to the same location where the warhead is great he hops on they're like that's you're gonna be this is gonna be you know the deepest any human has ever gone um (laughs) Careful. Careful. And I think the scariest shot of the film is him standing at the edge of this abyss and it's just like black. It's like him in his underwater spacesuit looking into a into just blackness and then he jumps into it and disappears. That's really that's really scary. You would definitely be crushed. I feel like that's a super obvious logical fallacy. Right? I mean, well, that's I, they, they've added in the liquid to to you know pad right. the so I theory. Guess the liquid would be fine. Sure, uh, sure. But so there, he can hear them. So they're saying to him, saying to him, like, "Oh, you just passed like the record of how deep a human has ever gone." And he texts like, "Call Guinness." They're laughing. Okay, <laughs> we're having fun. And then um, one of the crewmen is like calling out his depth and he's like 8,500 feet, 10,000 feet. And they're like, okay, ask him like how he's doing. If you know, this pressurized sickness or whatever, ask him how he's feeling. He types in all like spelled wrong, like 
uh, hands shaking, like H-N-N-D-S-S-H-K, like uh, not doing well. And they're like, Lindsay, talk to him, keep him with us. And she's like, bud, like, I'm there with you. Uh, I like, I love you. She's getting very emotional. Um, you know, he might die. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're at 12,000 feet. And then they're like, okay, check back in with him. Bud, like, how are you? And he's typing like full gibberish now. Like, it's just symbols and letters. Nonsense. Lindsay is sobbing and crying like, oh, my God, he's di- he's dying. Um, we see that he, the like shot of him falling is really good. I think this is the scene in which Ed Harris, the actor, almost drowned because his helmet is filled with oh my God. liquid and he's being kind of tossed and turned about in a way that looks... Oh and so my he's supposed God. to just hold his hold his breath in this liquid because he did not use the oxygenated liquid because I don't think they've used it on humans. Sure, but, yeah. Um, so uh, he's kind of free falling, and the the little fun size sub explodes from the pressure, and <laughs> so he's now just full free falling, like surrounded by black just looks so scary uh he's on the on the comm saying like i know how alone you feel but i'm there with you i'm in the darkness with you like i love you i'm by your side always and connection with him and they're kind of like oh my god we've lost him and then we get a text that says feeling better spelled all correctly and he says see light everywhere and they're like, oh, my God, he's hallucinating so badly. And it's like, I don't know. Or maybe. <laughs> Remember all the lights that we saw? The aliens that we've seen multiple <laughs> times. Um, <laughs> that he's heading straight towards. Only <laughs> lands right next to that warhead. Thank God. <laughs> Even though he's lost grip of thank his God. previous little thing that he's hitchhiking right on anyways he lands next to it and he texts them like i'm here i see the warhead and the seal team guy says okay you need to cut the blue line the blue cord with the white stripe not the black cord with the yellow stripe but the way that the lighting works under there, they were they look the same it's just like bright yellow light and you know how that takes <gasps> color out of everything Oh, God. So they just look mm-hmm. the same. And he's mm. okay cutting and goes to cut one. And he's about to cut it. And then he looks like, wait a second. And he cuts the other one. And it's fine. So maybe the alien gave him a message? I don't know. I think it's more like, what to do? don't trust your instincts. Like, save your failed marriage. I felt like it was a very weird messaging right there. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what is this moment of just like, wait, your instinct is to run away when really you should stay. I don't know. I don't know what it means. <laughs> that's really it. I mean, that's, right. a good, that's a good that armchair right. analysis. Yeah. I felt like everything was just about the, the marriage. Um, mm, I think you're right, but or the Soviets could be, or the Soviets. It could be the Soviets. It's maybe it's more about the Cold True. War, probably. Um, but so he cuts it and it's it works, and so he texts back like done. They all cheer, 
we did it. And they say, okay, how much oxygen do you have left? Like, come back up. And he says, only five minutes. And they say it took him 30 minutes to get down there. And Aww. she says, cut your cut your weights. Just come up. Like, if you get, like, we can, we have a, you know, hyperbaric chamber in here, whatever. Just come up fast. And he texts, thinking of staying a while. I knew this was a one-way ticket. And he sits down and is like, you know sacrificing himself for the good of his crew and humanity, not starting a war with those aliens. Uh, uh, Lindsay is sobbing, screaming like, you bastard, don't you fucking leave me. <laughs> Whatever, she didn't say fuck, it's PG-13. Uh, don't you leave me, you bastard. Fight, fight for this. And he texts, <laughs> I love you, wife, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Just like, how can I show you that I recommitted? I want it to. I want her to know it's for her. Um, how do I I'll say? She's gone from bitch. She's to been wife. upgraded, baby. Oh, baby, my as God. far as women go, that's the top. <laughs> Those wife are the is two the top. options. Those are the two you go from bitch to wife all in a day. Excuse me. <laughs> that's a character arc. If I've ever seen one. <laughs> okay, so Bud is just laying back, accepting his death. And would you believe it? An alien swims right up to him. <gasps> they go so fast. And they go so fast. They zip around. It's got big eyes and no mouth and holds out it. Big eyes, no mouth, can't lose. <laughs> I read because it's the opposite of the alien in Aliens, which has a big mouth and no eyes. Okay, so that's how you can know whether or not you can trust mm -hmm. an alien. Yeah, the good versus bad. I got mm -hmm. it. Clocking that. Um, so it it holds it, it reaches out its hand, grabs his hand, and swim flies him to alien city a big uh <laughs> landscape of phosphorescent kind of alien building things ed harris is looking like ooh, ooh, oh my god what? this actually happens yeah, this, this actually happens and um it takes it takes him into this like room that then the water moves out of the way, giving him oxygen, I guess. And so he takes his helmet off. He vomits up all that water that he's been breathing because you have to, like, it's in your lungs. Ew. Stands up and looks at the aliens and says, Howdy, how you guys doing? <laughs> That's his... And they then play back his text messages to him on the wall. And so it says, like, I love you, wife, projected on this water wall. And they just, like, look at each other. You're my water wall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then they start singing that song. It's so interesting. They're singing Wonderwall, but the words are Waterwall. Uh, Honestly, that could happen at this point. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we, we go back to uh, the main rig. And, you know, Lindsay is heartbroken, thinks Bud is dead. They haven't heard from him. They're crying. They're, uh, the communications get restored to the, to the main ship. They call 
up to um, them and say, you know, we've lost we lost a lot of crew, including Bud. And just then a text comes through that says um, whatever his full name is. Vir- his name's Virgil, Virgil something reporting for duty. And they all laugh like, oh, my God, he's alive. He's not dead. And he texts, I have some new friends. Lindsay's smiling like, oh, my God, you freaking trickster. You got us. (laughs) And he says, texts, hold on to your pantyhose. You're gonna love this. And there starts being shaking. And on the ship above, this is where... uh, uh, Roland shit has a couple lines and he says, there's something coming up from below. And they say, from where, from where? And he says, from everywhere. And we see out of the water come these big, you like alien things that we saw from the city. It's basically like the whole alien city coming up and it lifts up, um, the whole rig and the whole ship on the surface basically pulls everything out of the water and then floats above the water, which like Zinzi and the crew get out of um, their, the rig. And from this opening in the alien city thing, out walks Bud and he's alive and they walk up to each other and share a big kiss and that's the end of the movie <laughs> all right whoa all right wow um but i will say there you know obviously we watched the uh 2 hour and 20 theatrical version uh there is a 2 hour and like 50 minute version in which in the fin- in this final scene the aliens uh tidal waves happen everywhere so that there's tidal waves as- descending on literally every shore and somehow communicate like you humans got to stop being bad <laughs> oh my god james okay buddy i mean all right. And then decide not to. They, they're basically, it's a flex. They're like, we could kill you. And they decide not to because Bud showed kindness and decency. And then they're like, all cool. right, never mind. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a Cold War, you know, metaphor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anti-Cold War, should I say? Anti-war. Anti-war. Um... But yeah, that's the movie. I would say it's really not too scary aside from water being scary. So listeners, check it out. It is interesting that it's like probably James Cameron's least popular movie. And it Yeah, I was gonna say, is it good? I can't tell. I think it is good. I mean, I think the the third act isn't great, but overall, like it's pretty exciting and it looks really good. I think the acting is good. Uh, unfortunately, I think this insane production paid off. It looks great. <laughs> mm. I love Ed Harris. That makes it good to me because yeah. I just yeah, love him great. so much. He's good. I think everyone, yeah, everyone's good. All right. And it does, it does look really good for a movie that was made in 1989. I think that it, it holds is... Up. 
I think that it is. Um, it could the story could have been a little tighter mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, I, I don't know. There's so many. I think for me, I got lost. I got lost pretty quickly in all the ship stuff that was happening, where it was like they're in one submarine, then they're in another submarine, and then a they're submarine, and even smaller submarine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't know exactly, and also the nuclear warhead like kind of looks like a submarine in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. everything kind of. I was just like, I, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wasn't paying too close attention. So. You were stressed <laughs> about your work emails and you can't even use your heating yeah. pad while you're at work. You can't even use your heating pad. The day has started. I mean, my God. I think it was fun. I think it's a good movie. I recommend it. And I got to say, listeners, thank you very much for picking the Not Shark movie. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. It was so close. We really had a lot of people who were very upset that we weren't going to be doing I, Jaws. I've actually, I've seen Jaws. It's the only shark movie I've seen. I do really like it. It's a great, it's movie. A great movie. And it, even though the shark is like pretty fake, it's still, it's just the idea of a shark being present is too much we for me. We should do Deep Blue Sea. I'm it's sad really I didn't fucking include scary. that. Oh, I don't, I don't want to. But I guess that's the point. <laughs> we will we will do Jaws on on this eventually. We'll do it soon. Okay. I'm sure. Learn anything? The deep ocean is terrifying. Aside from of actors' rights and the actors' rights, the uh, the, the splendor of vessels, <laughs> the splendor of vessels, the importance of actors' rights, um, and the and the few options available to women Mm -hmm. from bitch to wife and we learned to wife in 60 seconds one option you have you don't need to take it but one option you have when you are confronted with an alien is to taste it you could taste it you could taste it if you wanted to as long as it's after the hours of 8 p.m (laughs) monday through friday you could taste the alien Mm -hmm. hey uh this is not what the lesson that was um you know taught to us but a personal lesson that uh, i have learned in life is it's okay to get divorced yeah it's okay to get divorced it's okay to get divorced uh, and you know what i'm gonna take it a step further and say sometimes it sometimes it's good sometimes it's good to get divorced Mm -hmm. and that is a lesson because definitely at first i was like oh well i don't want to be married but i don't want to be divorced Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like just like with women bitch or wife pick one um (laughs) and that's what it was and but it can be really good it can be really good Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. sammy thank you so much for Walking us through Thank yet another both. movie. You both <laughs> watched some of this movie this week. I'm the only one who sat on my little tush and didn't do a damn thing. So thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, listen, um, and I don't know. I don't think there were any voices in this movie except for Ed Harris screaming, no, a lot. I think he did scream it <laughs> twice, actually, when he was like pounding on her chest, too. Maybe we could just scream the ending, like, and call our listeners bitches. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I'll do. I love that idea. I love that idea. I love it. Um, or, and so, then maybe end it with wife too, like, uh, like you are such a bitch, uh, but also you're my wife. <laughs> I love you, wife. I, what I like about this idea, Sammy, is how simple it is <laughs> and how clear <laughs> the meaning, the intention is clear. Yeah, I what I like about it is it's really straightforward. And so 
no further explanation. Let's do exactly what you said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on is, the count of three. Okay. On the count of three. From all of us here at Too Scared and Watch. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. I love you. You're my wife. You're my wife. And that's the best ending we've ever had. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you are liking the show, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you have time, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Um, you can also support us by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at podcast. And on Instagram, we are still doing polls for our October episodes, so head on over there. And the winner of the sequels bracket and the movie for our next episode will be Paranormal Activity 2. So check that out if you want to watch it before next week. Love you guys. Bye. 